This is Shane Gibson's Sociable Podcast from ClosingBigger.net and Socialized.me. Today I want to talk about six reasons why you're silently failing in social media. I'm not suggesting you personally, maybe you're doing great, but this is just six reasons why people fail in social media. So I'm going to ask a few questions to see if maybe you're maximizing it in the right area, or you might need to adjust things. Why I say silently failing is I think most social media efforts just die on the vine. Uh, people are posting great content, at least they feel they are. They're tweeting away, they're sharing their company links, they're posting their co- corporate picnics on their Facebook page and their latest product releases, and maybe even posting links to this latest charity fundraiser they're doing. But no one's commenting, no one's interacting, no one's engaging with them. And this doesn't go on for days, but it goes on for weeks and months. People are moving through having faith that somehow doing the same thing over and over again, they're eventually going to get different results in social media. But the reality is there may be some reason why your audience is silent, why you're not being noticed, why you are silently failing in social media. I've picked six here, and there's six kind of core areas. Number one is, the question is, is your content strategy too safe? Is your content boring? Is it polished and corporate and shiny and perfect and manila colored? Is it boring? If your content's boring, if it's too safe, if you're doing what all your competitors are doing, if people are vetting, critiquing every tweet that goes out, every blog post that's posted, every YouTube video is polished over and over again. You know what, in that case, in many cases, the reason why you're failing in social media and you're silent and your audience is silent is because your content is just not engaging enough. It's not unique enough. It's too safe. Take a risk. Marketing is an experiment. Be willing to make mistakes to try new efforts, to try new types of campaigns, fail and learn from them and move forward. I think too often we just look what's going out in the marketplace and we imitate it, we emulate it. The challenge is, is because there's so much noise out there, if you sound like everybody else, you're not going to be noticed. The second reason why you might be silently failing in social media is your reach is minimal. The reality is, is if you have, you might be posting the best links on the planet, but in many cases, if you've only got 200 Twitter followers, or even 800 Twitter followers. You know what? Statistics show that only half of them are going to be on Twitter in a 24-hour period. So now it's down to 100. And let's say if it's equally spaced over that 24 hours, well, shoot, now we're down to five people that are going to be looking at your profile in that hour. And you know what? Only one cares about your tweet and they click through, but they don't even comment on your blog. They just read it and they go away. And so if your reach is really minimal, you're not going to get the results you want. You're not going to be noticed. You're not going to be the radar of enough people. So although numbers on everything, you do have to have enough of the right type of people in your audience. So do you need a strategy to grow your Twitter reach? What's your Facebook following at? The key number that I'm watching is about 1,000. 1,000 fans means that you'll start showing up in the home feed of more people. It also handles the same challenge that I talked about Twitter. Not everybody's online at the same time. So to guarantee that people interact around your content, And by the way, that's the key. It's not the number of fans or Twitter followers you have. It's the number who retweet your updates, who share your content, who give you feedback, comment or like it on Facebook. That will impact the number of other people that see your content and engage with you and amplify your marketing efforts. So reach is important in this way. Now, of the right people. Third thing, possibly your conversation strategy is weak. Are you sort of one direction from a marketing perspective? Are you pushing out or... Is most of your updates from a Twitter perspective pushing out links? Most of the stuff you're posting to Facebook, is it just pushing out content? Or are you asking questions? Or when someone comments, are you interacting? 
Are you reaching out on Twitter and interacting and asking specific stakeholders questions, starting conversations? Or are you just sort of tweeting in the wind, so to speak, posting an update saying, hey, how's everybody doing? Meanwhile, you're not asking people specifically how they're doing. You're not connecting specific to specific audiences. You're not following that client Twitter account and making sure you've found a good piece of content of theirs to interact around. You haven't reached out to a key influencer. And this is the fourth part, is that if your conversation is weak, it's going to move into the next step, is that one of the reasons why your content isn't growing legs and walking around the internet is, number four, the right people don't know who you are or they just don't care who you are. In other words... You haven't given them a compelling reason to share your content. If they don't have a relationship with you, they're not going to do it. So you know what? You might, not, you might actually need really to be effective 30,000 Twitter followers to get your content out there effectively. You might need 10,000 Facebook fans, but maybe you'll never have those. And maybe the effort to get there and the cost isn't worth it. Plus, there's a shortcut. And the shortcut to larger audiences, even though you have a short, smaller following, is to reach out to people who do have those larger audiences. Influential bloggers, people with large Twitter reach in the right geographical area, people who don't compete with you but cater to the same markets who might partner on a Facebook contest on their page, for instance. All of these types of things are going to help you amplify your marketing. So a big part of our effort and our time should actually be spent on focusing on building relationships with key influencers. It doesn't mean they have to have the most followers in the community either. It might be an individual who's just well-respected by a specific group of people or community and can get them to take action. So don't look at just numbers or just their clout score, for instance, but some of these things are good indicators to start with, and they will help amplify your message once you've built that relationship and the rapport and given them a compelling reason to share your content, your ideas, or have a conversation with you. Number five, the reason why you're failing in social media, you just got no plan. If I don't have a social media calendar that maps out my theme for the month, talks about what I'm going to do in my blog, what I'm going to tweet about, who I'm going to talk about, who I'm going to target as influencers, what the key pieces of content will be shared on Facebook are, uh, what I'm going to be monitoring as far as keywords go on social media, what are the couple of videos or interviews or guest bloggers I'm going to create to pull in other audiences, I need to have that on a weekly, monthly calendar, a true marketing calendar focused on social media so that, you know what, I consistently execute my plan. And this is the key is I'm consistently present with my voice. If we're inconsistent, it's often because we don't have a plan or any level of accountability to our activities and no strategy. We're just having that conversation. Yeah, we're the best friends of those influencers, but you know what? We don't have a strategy from a content perspective or a focused conversation perspective. Number six, and this is the last one, this is one of the reasons why you're silently failing in social media, is you're not integrating social media into your other efforts. A good example is you can attend a conference, you can sit in the audience, you can shake hands with 20 people, or what if you and your company sponsored a live feed of that event that was broadcast to the web, that was then shared with all the attendees of the conference, you also live blogged the event so that people who weren't even there could read your updates. And people who were there knew there was notes so that every attendee in the audience actually visited your website after that event. In addition to this, they downloaded the archives from your website, which is branded by you, at that event. And after that event, you looked at all the top tweets about that event, and you curated and created a blog post about that as well. Now, why I give that example is this is something we do on a regular basis for clients at their conferences. But it's amazing is that often we throw an event or at an event and you know what? We're just sitting there, we're taking in the content and there's this whole universe of people around us who would willingly interact with our content and us at that event if we made sure we used social media to connect with these people. 
On the flip side, maybe we're not integrating social media in the way that we're not using the internet to get off the internet. So in other words, we're out there tweeting, we're out there connecting with people, but one of the best ways to drive relationships and really make sure that people interact with our content ongoing is actually meet them in person, to pick up the phone, to have a Skype call, those types of things. Another way we can integrate social media is to make sure that all of our offline and online marketing efforts mention and connect with each other. So think about ways to integrate your print advertising, your radio, your trade shows, your conferences, even your in-person sales efforts with your social media platforms to make sure they each feed each other. So these are six reasons why we could be silently failing in social media. So our thought is, number one, I'll flip these around. Number one, you need to make sure your content strategy isn't safe, that it's creative, that it takes a bit of a risk, that it does something that's going to help you be noticed and share your unique voice. Number two, make sure you grow your reach continually. Your goal every day should be connect and increase your Twitter and grow your Twitter and Facebook reach in particular. And the same goes for LinkedIn and all the other platforms we're on. Make sure you're conversational. Make sure you're talking to the right people on a consistent basis. You're going beyond thank yous and hellos and hey, that's a good blog post to actually engaging and creating in-depth conversations. Number four, Know who the real influencers are in your target markets you want to reach and make sure those influencers know you and that you've developed a win-win relationship and a constant communications with them. Number five, have a plan. Have that social media calendar nailed down every month so you know what you're doing. And number six, make sure in everything you do, you ask the question, how could I use social media to amplify these efforts? And how could this existing offline marketing effort also amplify our social media presence and drive people to it. This concludes Shane Gibson's podcast from closingbigger.net and socialized.me.